tis the season for chicken fingers at Raisin Cane's. Warm up with hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, garlicky, buttered Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. And while you're treating yourself, don't forget to treat everyone on your list to Kane's gift cards and New York City-inspired plush puppies that benefit pet organizations. Happy holidays from Raising Kane's Chicken Fingers. One love. Welcome to Spaced Out Radio's podcast and radio show tonight. My name is Dave Scott, and we will have Cheryl Costa on momentarily talking about the breaking news of the Schubert Amendment. Is it gone? We're going to find out here in just a little bit. We're doing roll call right now, waiting for Bill WD-40 to enter the chat room. The reason why, we need to be lubed up for tonight's show. Yep, because you always want to go into a show nice and smooth. You never want to go in rigid. You know what I'm saying? I know. Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. Also, you can shop at our Spaced Out Radio store. We do not have ugly swag, people. Nope. We got swag you're going to actually want to wear out. Gong Show, how you doing? Good to have you here. And make sure you put May 10th through 12th, 2024, on your calendar for the third annual SOR Fan Party Tickets are 100 bucks a piece for VIPs, $60 otherwise. You're going to have a bunch of great guests there from this show, including our entire team at the Silver Reef Casino and Resort in Reno, Nevada. We want to see you there. Book your hotels now and get your tickets today. Here we go. Horns up. Let's rock. the mountains of central british columbia to you listening around the world this my friends is spaced out radio i am your host dave scott sitting in the captain's chair of sor headquarters we welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live at kpnl all of our archives are free Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. A great show of information tonight as there's breaking news in the UFO world. Author, researcher, and investigative journalist Cheryl Costa is here to break down all the news for us. Then in hour number three, Steve Stockton returns for the Among the Missing feature. That's what we can call it. Then... Courtney Marcassani will be here with the UFO report. You know, sometimes a guest lands in your lap, you have a show planned, and then it all goes to hell because there's breaking news. But the guest doesn't have to change because the guest is literally one of the top people in the UFO world. 
Cheryl Costa has been covering the UFO story for decades. She's an investigative journalist. She's an author, researcher, along with her wife, Linda. And she is also best known as the best statistician of UFO studies in North America. And why is it important that Linda's here? Well, we are learning as this show is going on that it looks like politically the Schumer Amendment, which is going to protect UFO whistleblowers and create more transparency in UFO news breaking out to the public, is going to be tossed out by the Republican House Committee. We're going to learn more about this, and we're learning it on the fly here. Cheryl Costa, thank you so much for joining us on Spaced Out Radio again. How are you? I'm great. Wow. I mean, breaking news just before a show. That's always fun. <laughs> and it's rare. It's very yeah. rare. You know? I mean, I mean, Cheryl, you just wrote an article for the Roswell Daily News leading up that this may happen. And, you know, you were and this and the article hasn't even been published yet and no. it's already outdated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was all about the Schumer and then and it's, it might be in the toilet next week. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. You know what? I, I want to kind of get into this because, you know what, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat in the United States, this is bad news. This is bad news for all of us. And whether it doesn't matter your political affiliation, what matters right now is the UFO world. This is literally the kick to the nards that we hoped we wouldn't get. This is the slap to the face that the Pentagon and the military industrial complex has been wanting to give this field since the New York Times article in 2017. Cheryl, break it down for us because this is not a good day for ufology right now. No, it isn't um, because we were just starting to get to the bottom of it. You know, with some of the, I mean, I was out in um, the data storybook uh, broke about um, Mr. Gresh coming forward with that, with that uh, Leslie Keene and uh, Ralph Bloomingdale article a few months ago. Okay. I was sitting there having coffee with um, uh, Paul Hynek. Okay. And uh, contact in the desert. We both spilled our coffee over ourselves when somebody walked up with their phone. Look what just came up, you know? Uh, so it, this was big stuff. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. And then I'll give you an example and for your audience. I used to write a column for Syracuse New Times from 2013 to 2019 when they went out of business. Weekly column. Okay. And uh, I, I only had in seven years one column censored. Only one. Okay. And it wasn't anything. It was not because... I said something so sensitive. It was because I got snarky and management figured I had such gravitas that the snarkiness was below me, you know? So the bottom line was this. And all that time I wrote every year, Senator Schumer, because I used to live in New York state and he was my state Senator. I wrote him every year. We need to have congressional hearings. We need openness about this. This is the biggest story never told, Senator. Please. Okay. Crickets, crickets, and more crickets. One year, we even did a full-page ad in the newspaper. I wrote a letter 
to an open letter to the New York State delegation. That's all the state senators and all of the uh, U.S. senators from New York State and all of our congressional representatives. We need congressional hearings on UFOs, and we needed it yesterday. That kind of thing. And I never got a single response back from my elected uh, elected officials. When they started doing these actual hearings here many over the past year, I got a full-page letter from Senator Schumer thanking me for seven years of advocacy. How often do you get a thing like that, you know? But the bottom line is, you know what this is? When it really boils down, it boils down to power. Okay? Uh, all the people who have had all the deep power, the control of this stuff, that knew about these undocumented or these undocumented or these really, really deep programs, high security programs, very, very compartmented. Okay. The people who knows about knew about these things that gave them a degree of power. They were in the know and nobody else was. Heck, the first president Bush said, you can't handle the truth when asked about those kinds of organizations deep in our own government, outside of congressional oversight. Okay, this is a big deal. We've got people down in those programs getting lots of money hidden through the black programs and all that kind of funding, and they're out of the side, they're out of congressional control. That's unconstitutional. That's not supposed to happen under our law here in the United States. Apparently, we're starting to make some people sweat because all of a sudden now the Republicans are suddenly don't want to go after transsexual people like me. They, they, they want to go after abortion. They want to stop this, these congressional hearings about UFOs. You know, when I expected, uh, I think this is not unexpected, but I think that it is amazing how much risk. Uh, how much support this has. And a lot of this has been focused around a Republican Mike Turner. Okay, now a few weeks ago, if you remember, Mike Turner actually came out blasting David Grush, saying this whistleblower yes. has never seen anything. We shouldn't believe him. He's had alcoholism problems. Like really digging in deep, which a senator usually would never, ever do to a veteran. Not to a decorated war hero. Absolutely. Yeah. And yet, you look at his backyard, and who's hovering over Mike Turner? All the boys and girls hanging out at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which is in his riding. I don't know what yeah. you call it down there. Up in Canada, we call it a riding or, or a constituency. Okay. And right. And... It was so blatantly obvious that what he was doing, protecting his military-industrial complex votes, that it, you knew this was coming. You knew that they were going to try and shut this down. And, you know, like I said, whether you're a Republican in the U.S. or whether you are a Democrat, UFOs are not partisan. Oh, <laughs> They are They're not. not. They don't care. When the aliens come and take you for a ride, they don't ask for your voting card. They just grab you. 
And Cheryl, they don't ask for permission. They don't say, "How do you do?" You know, no, yeah, they don't even, you know, don't even invite. I want to get to the story here from Liberation Times uh, and uh, uh, our good friend Chris Sharp here. I want to read. Can you hold? Can you have one thought with that though? Yeah. A couple of months ago, I remember a couple of of the congressmen and senators were commenting to various people in the media, given all the election kind of. Stuff that they throw at people, uh, Hunter Biden, all the kind of things that they were trying to stir the base up with. They said the UFO topic matter was the number one thing coming into congressional offices. And they said, we need to take pay attention to this. Larry Burkhart down there, down there in um, down, uh, Tim Burkhart down there in Tennessee was saying, this is a big deal. You wouldn't believe the amount of calls we're getting and letters we're getting. It was the biggest thing it was it was a a, a a I don't even have the right word, but it was there was it was the biggest thing they've had coming into congressional offices for years. It had everybody's attention. Now these guys want to say, "Oh no, you you bumpkins don't need to know about this." You know that something's not right here. No, it's not right. And I want to get to Christopher Sharp from the Liberation Time. This article has been read almost 400,000 times since being released 10 hours ago. Wow. Okay. And for an independent website, uh, Cheryl, you know that is a plethora of, Huge. of reading. So it says here, multiple sources have told the Liberation Times that the Schumer Rounds United Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Disclosure Act is under severe threat from Republican leaders within the United States House and Senate. The LT has learned that this week, two influential Republicans, namely Representative Mike Rogers, chair of the House Armed Services Committee, and who did we just mention? Republican Mike Turner, chair of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, have escalated their efforts to eliminate the UAP Disclosure Act from the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2024. The two representatives have successfully garnered support from Senate Minority Leader Senator Mitch McConnell. How he's in politics, I don't know, after going file 404 not found for a couple of times. Okay. And the new Speaker of the House, Republican Mike Johnson, who are now backing their endeavors to either remove or significantly weaken the UAP Disclosure Act. The news came during the Thanksgiving holiday when representatives and senators were at home with their families. It comes two years after the Department of Defense and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence thwarted extensive UAP language proposed by Senators Kristen Gillibrand and Marco Rubio. It is understood that the four powerful Republicans are prepared to compromise by amending language contained in the act, although that would involve stripping it of key provisions and crippling the act of any meaningful power. I'm just going to stop there for a minute. Cheryl, what's your thoughts? It's called taking the teeth out of the guard dog. Yeah, this has been the biggest problem. Congress went out and reached out to the Pentagon and said, we want to know about those programs. And they keep pushing them away and say, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. They work for Congress and Congress works for us. We have a right to know. And these guys, again, it comes back down to controlling the, the knowledge and the power. 
That's what it comes down to. I, I, I agree. But, you know, the fact that somebody like Mitch McConnell still has a job after literally freezing in front of camera for more than 30 seconds each time and almost like having a, a stroke or, or, or some sort of health concern that's happened in front of camera, the fact that he is still allowed to be in the in a very high-profile position that he is in is shocking to me. That's number one. But number two... I think we are seeing a real bias because, once again, if you look at the positions that the Republicans, Mike Rogers and Mike Turner, hold, when you are chair of the House Armed Services Committee and the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, they are getting fed strictly and directly from the military-industrial complex who is saying, you better shut these tinfoil hat UFO people up they are causing us more thorns in our side than any other person on this planet right now. And if you want us to keep the secrets and keep working on what we're doing, it's time to put this to rest. That's the feeling I'm getting, Cheryl. Your thoughts? I'm 100% there with you, okay? Um, last, uh, year, uh, last year, when our book, the um, Big Pink book, um, UFO sightings desk reference from the United States. I sent a copy to the chairs of the Senate Select Committee and the House Select Committee and said, guys, we need to research this stuff. And I knew what states they represented. And I said, here's a printout of your personal state right down to the zip code of all this UFO sightings for the last 20 years. And it got some of their attention. But somewhere between these hearings we had a few months ago, Schumer putting the bill together and something else going on in the, as they say, the smoke-filled room, um, th- th- there's some shenanigans going on. And to be honest with you, I think it's, it comes down to, look, they keep trying to peddle the stupid story. Oh, it's got to be the Chinese. Oh, it's got to be the Russians. And it's not. They don't have the technology. The Chinese, some of those balloons they had up, the technology on the stuff was was way, 20 years behind anything we currently were using. You know, it. it so it, I, I, I have a hard time understanding why they feel they got to have this control, except for the fact that the people in these deep programs probably have something on all of them, if you know what I'm saying. All these congressmen who've got the power – Nobody gets in a high position in D.C. like that without somebody holding the dog collar on them. I And I agree with you. I think it's absolutely disgusting what is happening here. Okay. And once again, I do want to reiterate, it doesn't matter whether you're Republican or you are a Democrat. This affects everybody in the UFO world. The UFO world has very high-profile Republicans supporting this. Okay, it has very high-profile Democrats surrounding this. This is a military-industrial complex game. And whoever is in charge of the big UFO story, the real story that is being hidden from even the public and those who are elected, okay, they're laughing at us right now. They are like, hey, boys and girls, good job at shutting this thing down. 
Good job at, at starting to cancel this and take it, as you said, I'm going to steal your line, the bite out of a guard dog. Okay. I mean, how do we, how is the UFO community going to react when this amendment actually comes out? When we finally see the, the changes, shall we say? Well, the thing is, right now, they probably still have in the back of their head that the UFO community is what they have painted for the last 50 years as the tinfoil hat crowd, the kooks, nuts, and crackpots. The the ladies with curlers in their hair in, in trailer parks is how they painted us, okay? And when they started doing NASA and all these people started going out there, some very smart people and teams of people put very substantive data about UFOs for over a millennia in front of these people. And they said, oh, that's not good enough data for us. We got to start over again. Now, there is, and remember, the guys in some of these deep programs, there was a great line from, in one of the Doctor Who movies, okay? And it was two British civil servants talking. Said, well, Remember, sir, we're the cockroaches. We're always here. We're not the elected ones. Okay? Mm -hmm. And it's the cockroaches that think they've got control of everything, and to some degree they do, and they look at all of our elected representatives as simply temps. Okay? That's an arrogance, and that needs to be reeled in. They work for us. Well, I want to ask you this. Uh, right off the bat, how much could could this subject divide the Republican Party? Because these guys who are making these decisions are the old school Republicans who probably don't believe women should read or write. Okay, they're not the new schoolers who believe that the UFO topic is a very a big topic we need to get into. You know, I mean, love him or hate him. Tim Burchett had done a great job for bringing out the UFO story and not dropping the ball. Even the, even the... Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle-cut fries, Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. <laughs> We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday the the love child between beavis and butthead matt gates okay i mean honestly he looks like a combination of them and i just like making fun of him okay Uh, nothing against the man but i mean he does look like the love child of the two um you know he was very concerned when he had people from the, the, the military base in florida in his area coming up to him saying this is what we're seeing we're seeing crap the size of football fields okay i mean these uh, anna luna another republican 
who has had uh, is very big on the UFO story. So we are seeing this this younger generation of Republicans, whether you agree with their politics or not, sticking on the UFO plan. They are wanting to bring this out. Yet it's the old codgers who are still, you know, trying to party like it's, uh, you know, 1899. The new guys have noticed, especially back when Brearheart did his hearings a couple, uh, couple, about two months ago, I guess it was. And they were saying that this being a coming into an election year, was getting more traffic than any of the things that they usually stir up during an election year, okay, to get the base out there. This was when the number one topic matters. They were getting cards, letters, and phone calls in their home offices and in their offices in D.C., okay? And that would sound like a groundswell. That would sound like a, you know, a big deal, you would think, in an elected office. You're talking the old school guys here. They're coming from the Cold War. Okay. Hey, I'm a Cold War person. Okay. Cold War intelligence person. I get it. I understand their 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 mindset. We can't give anything away. If we reveal we've got 20 alien bodies out here and we have advanced technology that's for the next two or three generations of, of our scientific technology, that's a big deal. That's a big leading edge. There comes a point where you have to stop standing up for the country and start standing up for humanity and let the rest of us in on the big on the big story that's never told. You know, that's what it really comes down to. And I used to be one of those classic Republican kids. Okay, uh, re- Republican classic when I was in the Air Force. I was the only airman on the base of 15,000 men and women officers and enlisted in Cameron Bay, Vietnam, to get a Christmas card from the president and Mrs. Nixon. Cheryl Costa is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. The Schumer Amendment. Is it going to be kicked to the wayside? Are we going to get some UFO disclosure? It's not looking like it. We continue right after this. All right, we are clear. Uh, just a quick uh, thing to our chat room. Okay, let's have some fun here. Okay, my comment about Matt Gates was a funny one. Okay, let's not play the I'm offended crowd or yeah, or the yeah, but the Democrats did this or yeah, but the Republicans did this. And for certain people out there, we've never talked child trafficking in our chat room or, or anything to do with... Um, um, Epstein, so we're we're not going there. Let's keep this uh, as civil as possible. And if we're not, we're going to have to start uh, removing some comments here, like we've already had to. So let's uh, keep our heads in the game, okay? Let's skate down the ice. Let's throw a few body checks. Let's have a few smiles, because when you lose a couple of teeth, it's still okay. You can still play hockey, all right? Rat Sass, how you doing? Jenny White Bear, hi, how are you? Uh, Gorgeous Larry, thanks for coming on in. Okay, unfortunately, politics and UFOs is a big topic right now, but we're not dividing the chat room, okay? 
And if you don't think that Matt Gates looks like Beavis and Butthead's love child, go take another look. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and just for the record here, people, okay. If we're going to question anything, Gee, I'm a Canadian card carrying member of the conservative party. Okay. Which means that in the American terms, I'm a hybrid between a liberal and a conservative. Because we don't do full-on conservatism here in Canada. Aww. <laughs> you better go have another uh, another uh, uh, Pabst or something, man. You're kind of cranky tonight. <laughs> I got some cokety in the fridge if you want some. How long before you come back? Uh, we got about uh, three and a half minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. What, what's on tap there? Juliana McGill, how are you? Oregon Viking, nice to see you. Gee, if you get a if you get a kokanee, I'll go get a kokanee too. Steven Edmond, how you doing? Mountain Dew. Travis Wustus. What are you doing, buddy? <clears throat> Pouring R and R Riot Pepsi. Oh, dude, that sounds wonderful. See, this is see look, Guy, this is why Guy is a good Canadian kid, okay? We're pissed off at each other right now, but we know that we can come to common ground on a couple of things. It's been a long week. It's been a long hey, week. Of course for me. <laughs> Carlos, how you doing? Welcome to the chat. I tell you what, Guy, uh, next uh, next uh, uh, half hour break, I will run up to my mini fridge and grab myself a nice cold beer and we'll share a drink together, buddy. <laughs> and still no snow here. Usually around this time of night, on a weekend at this time of year, I'm hearing the snowmobiles rip through the green belt behind me. Not yet. Don't have a lick of snow. The farmer's almanac so far is very correct. <laughs> right. We got about 30 seconds. Thank you to W. Decker and Pixie Lara for the wonderful super chats. We very much appreciate the love. Yeah, I got green grass too, Gee. And uh, who else just came in here? Nina Williams, how are you? Don't forget you can shop at our Spaced Out Radio store. We do not have ugly swag, people. 
No ugliness in our clothing. You can wear it anywhere. So make sure you do. We're coming back in five seconds. Here we go. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. We continue on with breaking UFO news. It looks like the Schubert Amendment is about to be tossed out and out of the Defense Act coming up. For 2024, Cheryl Costa, investigative journalist, writer, researcher, experiencer, is with us tonight. Cheryl, uh, you know, it was a jam-packed information in that first half hour regarding this. I think we're both a little bit in shock here because it's all coming down. It's all, you know, all everybody's scrambling to try and find news here of what's going on. I mean, have any of your sources messaged you about this yet? No. They're either, they're, they're either, this is a funny thing, you know, remember your politic, political view of news releases is you do it on a Friday afternoon, okay, so people forget about it by Monday, okay, or if you do something really big that's really popular, really interesting, they do it on a- Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so So many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com holiday weekend which is what they just did now from my from a football fuel from a football view that's a flag on the field as far as i'm concerned foul okay they shouldn't be doing this if they're trying to do it not out in the open they're being sneaky and yes i'm a card carrying conservative too and the issue my conservatism isn't social conservatism it is Conservative is being played the game fairly, and they're not. They're trying to flip one over on us, and that's not cricket. 
No, I mean, I don't understand, you know, well, maybe I do. You know, I think it's naive of me to say start that sentence off with, I don't understand. I do understand why they are doing this. They're, the Republican Party is still quite divided by those who have conservative thoughts and those who are very religious. And the religious and the religious side of this party still believes that anything coming from space is demonic. This is the end of the world. We got to get nuclear weapons up there. We got to prepare for an alien invasion because they're coming to kill us. That's what it's all about. I and I think yeah. yeah. Looking yeah. at some of the I, that's what that's what I heard. I did some investigation on this whole thing. Lou Alessandro told me he couldn't get his messages up to the Secretary of State at that time, who was Gates. He said it was his information was stopping in middle management someplace, and then later he made to mention it tended to be a little on the evangelical side. And um, uh, Reed Harry Reed said the same thing to us. Okay, so we're sitting there saying. Wait a minute. How okay? What is this about? And I got together with um, our friend from England, um, um, uh, Department of Defense, uh, Department Nick, of Military Nick, Defense Nick guy. Pope. You know what I'm talking. Paul Pope, right? And I asked him, so what are they hanging this on? And there's this phrase about the you know the the Prince of the Air. Well, are, is going to take control that these guys coming down are from another dimension and they're demons, you know, and that's their whole flavor and they don't want to have any contact with it. Okay. And boy, that, that, that view, I mean, okay, I'm a highly religious person. Hey, I'm, I'm card carrying clergy and I'm sitting there saying, but wait a minute, you have to balance the theology with science a little bit here. We don't have any proof that they're this other thing you're telling us, you know, and uh, that's what scares me is we, we've got some people trying to run this whole thing on 2000 years worth of Bible. And uh, that scares me a little bit because the Bible doesn't take into context what we know now that we didn't know 2000 years ago, you know. Very true. Um, Very true. But how much more enlightened now than we used to be. How much does this go, okay, taking the religious side of everything out of it, how much of this has to do with the fact that a lot of these guys live in major areas where there are major military bases, and they, or maybe even, let's say, skunk works type of plants, and, and, and the military supplies a lot of jobs in their area, which means voters... Okay, and let's face it, if you're a Republican and you want to get elected, you have to support the military and everything that goes around that because you probably, like at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base for Mike Turner, have about 50,000, 60,000 people working there. Okay, I'm retired Lockheed Martin. Had nothing to do with skunk works, okay? I was an IT specialist, okay? But... The thing is, I look at it from that standpoint and I try to see their logic because how does it equate to we've got dead alien bodies and we have some advanced technology 
And how does that equate with it's going to end jobs in the defense and military industrial complex? It does. It shouldn't. If we've got that technology, hey, you want those people to keep working to understand that science and that technology. You know, that's what it makes sense. But um, we don't know what the end game here is, the end power game here is. But I'll give you one a, a flavor. There are various what I'm going to call very strong feminists in my life that have expressed the issue that this all comes down to the, the war of the sexes. Okay. Um, womankind since Exodus and since Moses came down with some stones and one of the laws at the top of the list was there will be no other gods before me. Okay. Well, that meant that they came out of Egypt where they had 1,503 different deities and the Jews in their temple had Yahweh and his goddess consort, Asherah. Okay. So suddenly when they get out there in the desert after they've left Egypt and they've got only one God, 50% of their population, the women suddenly don't have a face of God to honor. And somehow now they're lesser in stature in society. And that was the fall of the goddesses. And that is historically the fall of the matriarchy in our, in our overall human culture. Okay. That's the history behind it. And I got lots of PhDs that will back me up on what I just said. In fact, I just delivered a sermon like that back in the middle of October. So the deal is, is that there's all this stuff that is sliding by them right now. Uh, uh, abortion rights are starting to get codified as law instead of being taken away. We're starting to have congressional efforts to legalize cannabis. You know, what does that do for us? Well, people who do a mild work with cannabis start getting a little bit different open to mind to things. And suddenly you start thinking, it shouldn't be that way. And they don't want us to think differently. See, that's the problem. The people in control don't want us to think correctly, okay, and openly and look at it a different way. That's one, that's two issues right here. The other issue that comes up is it does come down to control. And I'm not picking on the guys here, but the patriarchy has given us war after bloody war for generations. Maybe it's time to take the matriarchy back and let the girls run things. Okay, because women build communities. Now, the people in these parties that want to keep all this UFO stuff away and things like that, what they're afraid of, they're afraid of ET coming down and all the people who have been oppressed, the different races, women, you name it, everybody's been oppressed standing, standing up and saying, hey, maybe they'll get, maybe they'll, them as our, as our new masters will give us a better deal than you guys have. That's what that's what the view is. Again, I'm hearing this from a lot of women, believe me. Let me ask you this. David Grush on Joe Rogan dropped a bombshell that he got permission to talk about, which was Lockheed Martin is or was in control of crash retrievals and a big player in that program. Now, we all suspected it. And Grush even stated that he had permission to use Lockheed Martin's name in this. Do you think a sentence like that 
could have led to what we are seeing now with the Schumer oh, amendment? Why absolutely. is that? Why is that? Tell, explain it to us. Okay. There a couple of months ago about the same. Okay, along with all of this, I remember some pushback that was coming up. The, the Senator Schumer made a comment that if you defense people out there, you civilian defense people have control of this stuff, and we find out we're going to start shutting down, shutting the money off to you until you come clean about it. Okay, and. And by calling Lockheed Martin out, that makes them almost like a first victim on the spike, if you know what I'm saying. So um, uh, that's 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 what the issue is right there. There was some big pushback from a major major contractor, and it could have been any one of the other major contractors they said that about. But he said it about Lockheed Martin. Okay, um, there's a dozen other people it could have been. Yeah, I'm. Look, we know that Harry Reid had brought up Lockheed Martin prior, okay? But the one thing with David Grush that we are seeing a lot of is a lot of of confirmation of things that we have only suspected prior. Now, in journalism, and you'll understand this, but for our audience, in journalism, the rule of thumb before journalism turned ugly and, and bias was when you hear it first, it's a rumor. When you hear it again, it's got some legs. You hear it a third time, you got a story. Okay. Yep. And with Lockheed Martin and David Grush getting permission and then admitting he got permission to use Lockheed Martin's name, that's the story. That's part three of that. And I think that it's pissing a lot of people off, not just Grush. But it's also, I think there's a lot of fear in what other whistleblowers may say and what other whistleblowers may come out publicly if they choose to take the David Grush route, Cheryl. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's, it's one yeah, gift, but it's so, so many, many different, different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Okay, two things. First thing, 30-year retiree from Lockheed Martin here, okay? So, you know, I'm a little biased here. But the say, in their behalf, they're largely a very ethical company. They live very, very, very high standards, okay? If the company is doing something for the government or the military Okay, particularly some kind of special analyzing, some kind of special technology. We'll say ET technology. They're taking their orders from our people in the military and the government. 
Okay. They're a contractor, but they got the talent and the technology to exploit it. Okay. That's, that's there. It's not like they're sitting back there doing all this stuff above the government. No, the government's telling them what they want them to do, or at least certain agents of the government are telling them what they want to do. That's how it works. I worked for them. I worked for those clients in the government when I was doing uh, compartmented work for them. Okay. Had nothing to do with UFOs. Okay. None of my stuff ever had anything to do with UFOs. I some days wish I had, but the bottom line is, is we worked for them. So yes, Grush may have come forward with this stuff, but Hey, you got, on the other hand, you got other people I hear in the Congress saying, Oh, Grush is a liar. Okay. Who do you know who to believe? Let me tell you one thing about working in the classified world. It is a tremendous pressure on the people who had to work in that world, myself included, okay? Because it causes its own form of um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. You're forced to keep secrets, and sometimes the secrets go up against your conscience, okay? And they take a toll on you, okay? And I can honestly say, I am in treatment with the Veterans Administration for those things that I can't talk about. Okay. When you know what people, I heard a lot of people in the UFO community a few years ago say, Oh, Lou Alessandro should come clean and tell us what he really knows. He's got security oaths. I've got security oaths. And when you got into that business with security oaths, it comes down to first thing you understand that your loved ones, your family, and everyone you care about will never know what you did for your country, point one. And point two, probably all of it, if not 90% of it, you'll go to your grave with. Okay, that was the understanding. The other, the third understanding was that even after you retire and you're old and gray, they might come back to you and say, we need you. You've got some old school, school view we need. Okay, so that's what it likes working with the, in the, the security world, the, the compartmented intelligence world. And that's what people don't get. You just don't break a security oath. And depending upon how sensitive the material is you work, if you do break that security oath, uh, they might find you floating face down in the, in the in reflecting pond in D.C. or something. You know, things happen, okay? And and Grush was correct. Some people probably have been killed because they couldn't keep the secret or they were a risk to the security. And when he said that, I said, yeah, I get that. I've heard that. We all signed a piece of paper and understood that. But maybe we need to let some people come clean and tell the freaking truth for a change. See, a lot of these old coots that are in the Congress, they're old Cold World Cold War congressmen and senators, right? They're still thinking like the Cold War with the Soviet Union. Okay, the Russian Republic is a very, very different country now. Granted, they got a war going right now. Yeah, okay, fine, but it isn't the same country that we were dealing with during the Cold War. Okay, it's not the same country, and that's what people don't get. And they keep just saying the Russians. No, no. Different mindset over there these days. Yeah, I know Putin's an old school KGB guy, but it is, they do have a different mindset over there. 
Okay, so it's these old guys from Congress that have been around for decades that have this view. We got to keep everything to ourselves. Everything, everything. We got to sit on all of it. And I think we really need, they need to be loosening up a little bit with it. Okay. And if the UFOs are part of this, contact with ET is part of this, then they've got to start opening up because I don't want them to sit there. You know, it's good. You know what it's going to come down to? I said this back when I started coming up with data back, back when you first had me on the show, people say, Hey, you were asking me, how come the numbers are increasing right now in the middle two thousands? Right. And I said, I think ET is trying to force, force disclosure. I think they're forcing it. And people say, well, why are they forcing it? It's because they see us at an ecological tipping point and they want to help us. Because a lot of our data shows that they're extremely interested in all of our pollution areas, all of our dead places, all of our brown fields. They're worried that we're going we're gonna to make this planet unlivable. Does that sound like demons? <laughs> to some it might. Because it cuts off their vast lobbying powers. Yes. And what's always come down to? Money. Exactly. Five minutes to go before we got to go to break at the top of the hour. Cheryl Costa, investigative journalist, author, researcher, is our guest tonight. We're talking about the Schumer Amendment. How does this affect the UFO community? I mean, you've been involved with this for decades. You've been your former researcher of the year at the IOUFC or IUFOC, pardon me. And, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of people who listen to what you say. When you you're one of those people, when you speak in the UFO community, people listen. And that's hard to have a reputation like that, especially within this community. But for you, Cheryl, I mean, how do you see this affecting the people involved within this community? It's been, okay, since the open hearings have been going, uh, we've seen a couple of things occur. We've seen a circling of the wagon with certain people in the community trying to keep control of it. Okay. Make sure their team is on top. Okay. We've seen an internal politics within the UFO community, particularly with the high end speakers. Okay. You just spoke very highly of me. I don't see myself being invited to any conferences this year. Okay. What do I know? I just do numbers. Okay. Honest to God, that's what I hear. Okay. Anybody, I've done serious research. Me and Linda have done serious research, but we're just we're just that those gay chicks that did all those numbers. What what do we need that for? That's what we hear. Okay. Um, they're starting to make there's efforts to get us deep, get the community deeply involved with Hollywood, get more revelation out there. Okay. Again, we have been left by the side, and numerous other women researchers have been left by, on the curve as well. Okay, so, but that's been since the hearings have been coming out. If all of this falls apart, and the guys like Steve Bassett, I don't know if you've had Steve Bassett on any time yes. recently. He, you should be getting him on right at, sometime real short, short with all this stuff. But th- we've been watching the whole 
disclosure thing, the, the old rickety uh, doors hanging, keeping, sitting down on top of all this information has been slowly coming apart. Now there are people that are trying to prop it up. And I think it's going to be very demoralizing to the UFO community personally. Okay. Because we've worked so very hard for probably the last 20 years to try and break, break, bring this stuff down. Yeah, it, it's it, there's a lot of people who are going to feel demoralized by this. A lot of people are going to f- wake up in the morning and they're going to say, back to stage one again. You know, like we keep yeah. getting this momentum and we keep getting kicked back down. How much of this is to blame not on the government representatives, but on the military establishment wanting to kill this subject, you know, as much as, as, and as quickly as possible. There's this very, very strange relationship between the military and deep down in people who've got their money into the military. As they say, the military industrial complex that President Eisenhower warned us about. 60 years ago. Okay. Um, that's what it comes down to. In any of these situations, follow the money. And that's what it is. And don't point at a particular defense contractor, but there is somewhere, someone in there is controlling that because they see it as a way of taking away some of their money and their control, the money control their money has. Yeah, it is about the money, and it is about, you know, this has nothing to do with aliens. This has to do with, I think, the money. that I mean, we're looking at potentially another trillion-dollar-plus industry. I mean, we hear the stupidity of, you know, putting rockets on on, uh, meteors and, and asteroids to try and mine them to bring it all back, okay? This alien technology is more than a trillion dollar business right off the bat. And and you know what? We got to talk about that when we return on Spaced Out Radio. Cheryl Costa, investigative journalist, researcher, author, extraordinaire. We're going to get to the possibility of the death of the Schumer Amendment, which would see UFO research and knowledge put to the wayside in the defense bill of 2024 we'll be right back all right cheryl we got five and a half minutes i'm just going to step away i'm going to put you in the green room and uh, we'll be back here in a couple minutes okay okay all right be right back guys
Just so you know, we will be recorded this weekend and playing uh, previous shows for After Hours this weekend is Sweet Robbie G. is taking the weekend off to spend with some family. So uh, you'll get some live recordings here that you can still participate in the chat room. We're probably going to be doing that over Christmas as well. Uh, Wordist, how are you? Good morning to you. Who else has jumped in here? Deb, how's it going? Um, who else is here? I think we're caught up here. Boss Monster, how are you? NHI and USOs, nice to see you. Big thank you to our super chatters tonight, Laura and W. Decker. Very much appreciate the love and support, guys. If you haven't already, hit subscribe, ring that bell, and we'll bring Cheryl in here again. <clears throat> Can't believe we're already through an hour. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. never stands up <sighs> i am the king of things falling over or falling to the ground drives me nuts drives me nuts <laughs> all right um thank you mr cowley oh boss monster you quit your flying job Hmm. Why you go do that? All right, we got about 45 seconds. Don't forget, people, you can shop at our Spaced Out Radio store. We do not have ugly swag. No ugly swag at all. Yeah. Good times here. Good times. We got 15 seconds. Here we go. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, 
and KPNL. All of our archives are free. You can join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Falanook. Falanook is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com, we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Here we go again. We have investigative journalist, researcher, author, former researcher of the year in ufology. Cheryl Costa is with us, and we are talking about disclosure for dollars this next half hour. Because there's been a lot of groups, Cheryl, who have been pushing for disclosure for dollars they want a piece of this potential new trillion dollar business that ufos and uap would bring to not only the united states of america but around the world and i'm curious to know what your what your thoughts are regarding this movement where all of these groups from avi Loeb's 12 groups to to Enigma Labs, to the New Soul Foundation, to uh, you know pilots and and aviators looking for say, uh, safety and aviation put on by Ryan Graves, they're all about the one thing: a threat narrative that these UAPs are out to get us, and we need the money to help stop it. Your thoughts? Everybody always seems to want to use the threat narrative. We don't understand it, so we got to make a law against it, or we've got to defend against it. You know, it, they always use that that unknown thing to spread the word. Okay, it goes back to again. I'm going to put my preacher hat on for a moment. This goes down to the idea of gossip. If you want to, you want to raise interest and awareness on something, then you spread gossip against it. You you say bad things about them, You de- and you want to make war on them, you dehumanize them. You say they eat babies, and they torture their women, and they, they do all these terrible things. Back in the medieval ages, they said that uh, the witches uh, eat babies and sell their souls to the devil, and that that kind of thing got the burning times going, where we burned over a million women over 200 years okay um this is this is right out of the 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 control playbook you have to dehumanize and we've been watching it for two years half a percent of the population the transgender community suddenly is this huge threat if how many how many states was on 20 make your holidays magical with kinder joy the unique chocolatey treat plus toy one half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites the other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination kinder joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids so open a world of surprise this holiday season pick up kinder joy at your favorite retailer today
Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so So many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. 425 states went out there and passed almost 600 laws against half a percent of the population. You've never seen some transgenders, you know, you know, put on a dress and make a bunch of kids vaporize in a schoolroom. You know, I mean, it's they always got to make somebody out to be the bad guy and the demon. Okay. And the aliens, hey, that's a perfect example. They're probably demons. The book, good book says so, you know, and that's how they keep their control. They scare everybody. Okay, they scare everybody. And it's not ethical. And as an old school conservative, I believe in ethics. <laughs> you know? Hmm. And, and you know what? I, I agree with you on, on a lot of what you said there. And and the idea with this, this threat narrative that we that we are seeing and hearing is the fact that I think this is one of the reasons why we don't get a lot of of stuff coming out of the Pentagon and not a lot of pressure going on. One of the key words, and I say this because as a journalist, you, me, and uh, very few others in the UFO field who are actually trained journalists, okay, one word keeps sticking out for me, and this goes back to the Schumer Amendment as well. Transparency. All of these politicians have said that word, Cheryl. We need more transparency in the UFO world. But what are they wanting to do? They're wanting skiffs behind the scenes. They're wanting uh, paperwork delivered behind the scenes. Private conversations behind the scenes. Last I checked, behind the scenes is not transparency. Your thoughts? I've worked in skiffs. Okay? I understand the need of what the controlled material is. But if you're talking about transparency, you aren't talking about that community. Okay? It's two totally different things. Either you're going to be straight up about it, or you're going to keep it a deep, dark secret and only let a limited number of people that you trust is the word they use. To, to be around it. Okay. Um, and they used to use that issue back in the day to govern who got security clearances. Okay. And if they even thought they could make a case that you could be blackmailed, uh, they could downgrade your clearance or take you completely out of the programs. Okay. They tried to do that to me in 1985, and I, I, I did, a, did a game around them. You know, I went out on a national television show and said, hey, this is who I am. I'm a transsexual. Hey, you know, and they, they came back and said, well, gee, you can't be blackmailed because of that anymore. And then they came back and said, well, we think that was mental illness. We wanted you to see a government certified shrink. And they tested me and came back and said, perfectly healthy woman took this test. So... <laughs> So that's how I kept my clearance. But the thing is, they have used that on gay people for many, many years. 
Okay, for over 50 years, if a gay person went in for a clearance, most people take the half hour interview if you got no record. But if you come in and you're gay, you get this four to seven hour hostile interview. It's very degrading. So again, they are they're offering two standards here. They, on one hand, they say they want transparency, but as you said, oh, but we have to do it in the by the rules in the skiff and that type of thing. And and Gresh was right. He did it the right way. He went and talked to the inspector general and got an opinion from the inspector general. And they had hit the inspector general's attorney come forward and say, this guy is speaking within the boundaries and is speaking the truth. And he did it by the book. He did it the right way. Okay. Uh, It really broke my heart when I saw so many people um, attacking him and calling him an idiot because, he, hey, the guy was in combat. He had he had problems. A lot of us who were in combat had problems. I'm still being treated for a 50-year-old case of PTSD at the Veterans Administration. Okay? So, you know, but to pick on that by some, some lizard in Congress who probably didn't serve is an insult to those of us who served. Agreed. I, I couldn't have put that any any better. Okay. And, you know, the idea, though, that we're looking at a trillion dollar industry with back, with back engineering, retrofitting these craft to try and bring it uh, and combine it with today's technology that we have, the alleged pilots that we have. How much... Do you think this is going to shape the future? And that's why companies like Raytheon or Lockheed Martin or North Grubbin Northrup and, and all of these companies out there are really wanting to keep this secretive. You want to know the real secret? Yeah. You want to know the real secret? Okay. The rich guys want the technology so they can go to one of these planets we found that are only maybe five to 20 light years away that's probably habitable because they know that they all of their efforts in the industry aspects of things have made this planet into a cesspool and they don't want to clean up the cesspool they don't want to worry about the rest of us they want to do like mr musk and build a starship and go someplace else and the alien technology would give them that edge. If they go ahead and build, there was a movie a couple of years ago that uh, it was like the end of the world type of thing, you know, and uh, uh, we got flooded. The world got flooded and they, they had built all these arcs over in China. I don't remember the name of the movie, but the bottom line was it was only the rich who could get a seat on those arc ships, those, those uh, uh, passenger liners. It costs like 300,000 euros to get a seat on one of those things you know so it was the rich are looking for their way off the cesspool and a new start on some lovely oasis of a planet someplace 20 or 30 light years away and And that's what they're looking for let's not also forget that jeff bezos of amazon a little bit off topic here but aligning with what you said in the last year has been investing money on how to extend human life yes you know, he, yes. he wants... Well, like, good for all the money if you can't live forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you think about it. 
you know, if 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 you believe biblical times where people could live to three, four hundred years or longer, why are we down to eighty? You know, a lifespan of average of eighty uh, for a man and eighty three for a woman, right? I mean, well, we've had a, degre- a degradation in our uh, genome. Okay, to be point blank about it. Um, and yes, we probably could get a lot of that back, but it requires things that go against our culture. Okay, my family has centurion genes. I was told when I was fourteen that I would, if if I didn't get killed in a car wreck or something, or have some seriously bad disease, and I lived right, I would I could live to be over a hundred years old and still have my faculties because I had relatives that were living in their high nineties and into a hundred. Okay. And um, I sort of look forward to that. Now, but now VA tells me, oh, you were exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam. Uh, you might not make it, my friend. Okay. So we have been turning this, this world into a cesspool. We're running out of water. We've polluted everything. ET seems to be, we've proved it with our data. They are incredibly interested in our brownfields. All the places we've polluted, the super super polluted lakes, that type of thing. And no, they don't hang around the nuclear power plants. Everybody thinks that's the low-hanging fruit. No, they don't hang around them. Now, they do hang around these places where we have been storing the nuclear waste that won't will not become safe for twenty-five or fifty thousand years. They do, they're interested in that. They're interested in our dead oil fields, our dead gas fields, every place we've polluted. All the super fun sites, they're incredibly interested in all this stuff. They're looking out for us. They're a nanny culture. Certainly, that doesn't sound like demons, does it? You no, know? not at all. Not at all. But it is the way that it is. You know, I mean, we have, uh, at this point in time, you know, we, we want to try and get off the planet. There are people who believe we're already on the moon. We're already on Mars. We've been there, you know, for decades in a secret space program sort of affair. So what Elon Musk is doing and others are doing is just a waste of time and money. Okay. Because it's already happened. I mean, but that's putting on a little bit more tinfoil than where we want to go with this conversation tonight. I mean, if we look at the technology, the United States developed stealth technology in the 1950s, Russia and China just figured out how to build stealth technology into their aircraft within the last 15 years. Yes. They're a little behind the times when it comes to that, which means if we take Ben Rich's word, the former head of Lockheed Skunk Works, that we are 80 years ahead of what anybody sees right now. We have the technology to take E.T. home. Exactly. Whoa. Where yeah. are we? Where are we then, Cheryl? Are we at? Well, are we at hyper technology? Say that comes out. Say that comes out as truth in one of these congressional hearings. Verifiable truth. It's it comes back to that line. Listen up, a. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today.
Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so So many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Listen up, audience. You're going to love this line. It's like the old guy comes to his wife and says, Honey, I've been having an affair. I apologize, but I've been having an affair. And she says, Okay, honey, I love you very much. What else you've been lying to me about? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what this is down there. If, if we come out with this stuff and we have exploited technology in our 80 years ahead, then, by golly, what else have they been lying about? Maybe the secret space program. And yeah, maybe we got a colony on Mars, you know. Maybe we already have those warp-capable ships. We don't know. Jump rooms. Yeah. It's amazing to think that everything that in the 1960s we were looking at with Star Trek or Close Encounters of the Third Kind in the 70s, or even something along the lines of of the Disney movie Flight of the Navigator in the 80s, how amazingly correct those were for their period. But you know the movie um, 4th of July, uh, the 4th of July one, um, uh, Invasion on 4th of July. Independence Day. uh, Independence Day, okay? They were still thinking 40 years ago. In that movie. Yeah. Okay. Because right now, I could tell you right now, given the right equipment right now, I could take down our satellite network in an hour, under an hour, and put literally put the world into the 19th century in an hour. Okay. So the war that they talk about, you know, fighting aliens, Marines fighting aliens in the streets of Los Angeles and machine guns and things like that. No, 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 no. They're, they'll take down our satellite system in under 90 seconds and we will be in the 19th century that quickly. That's, that's, the, way, that's the truth and the technology. Remember, I'm a retired military analyst. Okay. You don't understand how delicate it is. I don't even want to imagine. I I really do not want to imagine regarding that because, I mean, we don't know what the U.S. has regarding this. We also don't know how much they know. Do you think that there is some sort of invisible college or a grandmaster type group that is running the UFO world? I mean, in the in the academic and, and industrial world, politically, yeah, probably, yeah. No, I, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I think there is. It's a good, old, and I, I don't want to sound conspiracy theorist, but think of it in the context of an organization like Skull and Bones. Okay, in the context of that, all Ivy League guys, all good families, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, the the things like MI5 and MI6 in England was like that, you know, uh, and think about that context. 
the people who, again, Bush the first, the, the, fir- the first President Bush made that comment to somebody who asked him about UFOs and, because he used to be head of the CIA and he said, you can't handle the truth. And that speaks volumes that there is this, is, 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 you want to call it a good old boy club. What would be the purpose of that club? Protect the country's interests. It's always been that. Now, there's two kinds of interests. There's military interest, okay? And military secrets are fleeting. They really are over time, okay? But if you really... Peel back the curtain on the intelligence community, okay? There's military intelligence community, and then there's what we call the civilian intelligence community. And the Japanese, for years, have been the the masters of industrial espionage, okay? And to some degree, the Chinese have taken up that, up that, uh, that slack as well. And the idea behind it is to understand, to have the secrets to the the thing, the things that will make economic growth and make product and sell things. Okay, that's where the money is. Okay, and uh, anybody who has this kind of technology, let's say Velcro really came from the Roswell crash. Look how much Velcro has sold. Look at the impact that it's had in our culture. Okay, just that one little thing. Okay, so this is this is what people don't get. It's there's there's a lot of shenanigans going on and goes on around out there about keeping something quiet. Yes, we have military secrets and confidential information, and yes, some things they used to classify things. Confidential was just uncomfortable stuff. Secret, uh, 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 secret was could cause great if it was revealed could cause grave damage to the country. Top secret could ca- cause catastrophic damage to the country. But then we find out that there are security compartments that go above top secret. Okay, um, um, old Congressman or uh, Senator Goldwater back in the sixties went to his friend Curtis LeMay, General LeMay. Okay. And he went to uh, this top rated uh, World War II general and he said, I'd like to know what goes on in the, in the green room. And LeMay told him it's got a classification higher than the H bomb. And it was ETs. Okay. That's the problem. And these, they, they look at guys like the president and some of these elected officials in Congress. They look at them as temps. And Congress has lost control of the material. And what you're seeing with all this fighting within Congress is trying to control who does have control of this knowledge and information. Information is power. It really is power, and and the question, you know, with with the Schumer amendment potentially going by the wayside, is this a new fight for power between the old guard and the new UFO guard? I think the UFO guard has been a thorn in their side for years, and all they could do is ridicule us and make us look like idiots. Okay. 
and the academic community has been well, recently has been lining up and saying, "Oh, but the people who like myself, they won't even look at my data." I thought there was supposed to be a thing called academic curiosity. Okay, we have reached out to no less than almost forty universities and colleges and offered to come and give a present free presentation and sharing of our data, especially since we've had all these talks going on out here in Congress about this stuff might be really real. Crickets. They don't even answer us. But I thought, you know, it used to be not everybody was in the university was doing research. There was lots of people not in universities doing research. There were monks and monasteries that were doing breeding with genetics and things, you know. Uh, guys like Pasteur was not in a university when he discovered how to sterilize things, you know. It's this stuff. We have Cheryl Costa for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio. We'll try and get to some of your questions as well. A weird night in the UFO world. Is the Schumer Amendment dead? We'll find out soon on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. Cheryl, I'm just going to go run and uh, refill my water bottle, okay? Be right back. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today.
Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so So many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Hey, Derek Galloway. How you doing? Having fun, Cheryl? I'm having a blast. (laughs) Right on. I hope I'm hitting it on the head here. (laughs) You're doing great. Okay. It seems like I got a lot of fans on your show, so that's good. We try. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Thomas Fessler from Disclosure Tonight for that wonderful super chat. Thank you, Jeremy, Lara, and W. Decker. Really appreciate it. Bombshell Bomber, how you doing? And who else showed up late here? Derek Galloway and hmm. Thank you, Mama Catherine. Love you. Mama Catherine Cheryl sends me uh good morning notes every morning. Aww. Oh, it's the sweetest thing. <laughs> It is the sweetest thing. I told her because I, I lost my mom in June, and I said, "That's it. Oh, I'm uh, I'm adopting you." Ah, and and she's like, "Wonderful! I've got enough love." So every mo- every morning, I get a a a good morning uh, note from Mama Catherine, and it just warms my heart and just sets my day perfectly. That's good. Yeah, love her, love her. Yeah. I'll treat. As somebody who's disowned and disinherited, I I I I feel good to hear that for you. That's oh, wonderful. thank you, thank you, Gailey C. How are you? Well, we got like thirty seconds. Okay. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Blue Cruise, how you doing? We're going to get going in 15 seconds here, everybody. Corey42, welcome to SOR Chat. Here we go. 
Here we go with the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. We have Cheryl Costa for another half an hour. And we're going to be into the UFO world very heavily here. Reminder to all of you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And you can join us on Patreon at the SOR Space Travelers Club. Here we go with Cheryl Costa. We have her till the top of the hour. We're getting into major UFO news that is breaking on whether or not the Schumer, or pardon me, the Schumer Amendment. Gosh, all of a sudden I can't talk. Schumer Amendment is going to be tossed out by a bunch of crony Republican guys who don't want the world talking about UFOs anymore and that tinfoil craziness. Cheryl, welcome back. Okay, can I can I go after that for juggler? Yeah, go to the juggler vein on this. Sure. Okay, back in 2019, this is long before we knew about COVID. Okay, uh, I got a call from our usual suspects in DC, our lobbyists. Okay, and they said, "Hey, Senator Rubio is going to attach a bill to some continuing spending package, something." Uh, that will advocate for congressional hearings. And they, they told us, you and Linda are the only people who've written any books with data in it. Would you be willing to testify before Congress? And of course, both of us were sitting here going, God, we were defense, we were contractors to the federal government. You spend your whole career trying not to have to, to testify before Congress. So we said, yeah, sure, okay, we'll do this, okay? And every time we they've had to do something to pass a bill about UFOs, they've had to attach it to something as a rider, to something like a defense spending or an educational bill or government continuation bill or something like this. This is the only way. They could never send it through on its own. Now, I think they were just getting to the point where they probably could have done one on their own. The fact that these guys are coming out of the woodwork now and want to do this one uh, with the uh, uh, government authorization package going in 24, um, that says there is, there is some pushback back there someplace. And my question is, why are they pushing back? Why can't they just speak up and say, why they're opposed to this other than saying we're going to stop it. I want to know why. Why can't there be an open dialogue about why we should and shouldn't be doing this instead of just saying we're going to take it out of the bill. We're going to stop this. Why? That's the only question they really need to present before the American people. Why? Do you think that there is a fear of aliens and alien technology, and that may be one of the reasonings behind this? Yes. Yes. There was a program back in the 80s called, um, uh, it had aliens among us. Uh, 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 I can't remember the name of it. Okay. Had these people who uh, got drunk on milk. Okay. The aliens. Okay. 
and um, it was it it dealt with the fact that suddenly we're going to have if say the aliens came down and said, "Hey, we'd like a we'd like to um, we'd like to uh, take over some land that you don't want and bring two hundred fifty thousand of us here." Okay, because our planet got wiped out by a supernova or something. Okay, um, Linda and I ran a live action role play game five times at different live action role play game conferences, and it took on that premise. Linda came out dressed as a, a as a, somebody who was like a secretary of state or something like this, and said, "We have made contact with an, uh, a spacefaring race." And we'd like to introduce you to an ambassador. So either me or one of the other people dressed up like an alien came out and answered questions to the players who were all had badges on from various members of the, the, the major press. And the result in all the games was very telling because everybody, everybody came to the same conclusion. You people don't want to come here and live with us. We will kill you. Our culture, our human family will find a way to kill you. And this was never introduced into the game. This is the general opinion of the players of each of these five games at these conventions. And if you talk to Steve Bassett, he'll tell you, hey, our human culture is addicted to war. We just hit a 20-year war in the Middle East, for God's sakes. It went on four times longer than the World War II. Okay? We've damaged a huge amount of people fighting it, not to mention the people we killed fighting it. Okay? It's constantly somebody's got to put a war out there and say somebody is a threat. And this is wrong. There's too much money to be made. Hey, Halliburton was making $2 billion a week during that war. Okay? Um, So alien technology just adds another thing to to the pot. My God, we got somebody else now we have to hate. That's what boring. they're always stirring. They're always stirring it. They always got to point. It's they're either it's the immigrants coming across the border, it's the trans people, it's those abortion people. It's they always got to degrade somebody and make them the threat. And there's a book I read in journalism in the in my writing programs for journalism. It was called The First Casualty. Okay, the book is called The First Casualty. The first casualty of war is the truth. And I'm of the school that believes that the first casualty of that is the lies, the lack, the, the tr- no truth leading up to it. Look, look at before we invaded Iraq. They lied on the, about the film and what technology that, that Saddam Hussein had. Okay, they lied just to get their little war. Okay, and so it the aliens. That's an, that's another that's another one that they haven't thought about. Remember, in the in the defense industry, we're always fighting the last war. We're always building the technology that would have won the last war. You know, so it it's 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 a mess. I think they're barking up the wrong tree. And I, I go back to my first, my next thing, and I just made notes about it right here in my three by five cards. I'm going to write a question. I'm going to write an art, uh, my column for next, a week after next is why? 
Why? What is what is the problem for uh, humanity knowing about neighbors in outer space? Didn't the Bible say we should love our neighbors? Well, love thy neighbor also counts them. They're our neighbors. Well, Again, I, I, I mean, I can Reverend I, had on. I, I and I agree with you on that, but I mean, let's face it. We don't know how far advanced they are. You know, and I think Linda, I mean, Cheryl, it's just my thinking on it. I think the government knows more than what they are letting on, including having the names of people who have been taken, and they've done nothing to protect those people. And They I don't think, have the technology to do anything about taking them. Well, you know that, and I know that. But if the government knows Cheryl Costa is being taken over the years, over the decades, that could be a potential lawsuit. My government wasn't protecting me. Every three months since I was five? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, they have been taking certain people and fixing certain things that are wrong with them, making it look like our technology, but it was something we can't even do yet. Okay? And the running joke about this in in speaker circles in the UFO community is we refer to it as out-of-this-world health care. There have been some major people in the UFO community who have been touched by ET and healed of a particular alien ailment that can't be fixed by our current technology. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very it's very intriguing. As we have, you know, we got about 15, 14 minutes to go here. You know, where this is going to go. Okay. How badly do you see this disrupting UFO truth? How badly do you see this amendment or the potential cancellation of it really shoving ufology to the back to the dark ages? Okay, let me take their position. It's a threat. It's not a threat we're going to have E.T. down here. We've got technology. We can probably fight him off. That's no problem. Okay. But all we hear about is the people saying, wow, we'll get all this technology. We'll make all this money on it. We'll make all these improvements to human human culture and all this stuff. That's what we hear. That's all we've been hearing. It's been the entire dialogue on this. We've reached out to academic institutions to talk to them about this. Said, how are, how is your, how is, forget physics, okay? How is your anthropology department? How is your philosophy department? How is your social sciences department? How is your literature department? How is your theology department going to be affected by the reality that we have beings from other worlds visiting our world and they have been for millennia? How And now, now we can prove it. How every field and, stu- and, and, and field of study and endeavor in our human culture is going to be impacted on an astronomical scale by... Total disclosure. That's what nobody's talking about. 
Linda and I have tried to bring it up. Nobody wants to hear it. Can't get booked at a conference to talk about that topic. Oh, no, they want to talk about the technology. They want to talk about the woo, but they don't want to talk about you can't get the colleges to even answer. We've reached out to over 60 universities and colleges to bring this topic matter up, and we can't even get a, repli- a, a polite reply with a no in a letter. Okay? They got their heads in the ground, and the people who do know that aren't answering us are saying, oh, my God, if this stuff is true, it's going to be a big deal. Right. A column I wrote that came up, I think it was up two weeks ago, I made it an open letter to the National Organization for Social Workers here in the United States. And I said, do you know how many people have been touched or impacted by ET or an ET type event? And it has given them a form of PTSD and they get laughed out of the offices of social workers and counselors on a regular basis. Okay. Me and a friend of mine who was a therapist wrote the New York State version of this four different times over three years before I moved to Ohio two years ago. Okay. So I I happened to notice that letter in my computer a couple weeks ago, and I wrote an open letter in my newspaper column and said, National Society of Social Workers at National in D.C. I wrote their address out. When are you kind of people going to start grasping this, that our human culture has been touched we're not kooks, nuts, and crackpots. We're not tinfoil hat-wearing people. And we've had real-world PTSD because we've been touched by E.T. in one way, shape, and form, if nothing else, just by seeing a two-football field-long shit fly over our house. How is that not a big deal? Why won't your therapist talk to us? Sanely. No. Where do cooks nuts and crack pots? <laughs> I love it. I, I, you know, I wish there was something I could counter with that, but I can't. And you know, I... that's my argument. Whenever I hear people say, "But we need the technology," no, 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 no. Every field of endeavor in human history that we educate in is going to be impacted by knowledge and possibly exchange. By first contract with these with these other cultures, music, theater, architecture, everything you can possibly think of. It's going to impact our commercial field. There's going to be alien lipstick. There's going to be alien perfumes, alien hairdos, alien fashions, for God's sake. I mean, think about this a minute. This is how big the impact is going to be. And that program was called Alien Nation. Sure. Our Earth culture will be contaminated with their culture and historically it has not gone well for the culture that got got contaminated with the other culture look at the native americans look at any indigenous tribe that got influenced by the europeans cheryl the passion in your voice regarding this is so high and extreme and should be commended for this what does this do to experiencers? Does it affect what experiencers are going through, or will it have lingering effects, or will it not affect at all? It will have lingering effects. If they shut this whole disclosure effort down, it's going to put them deeper back into the closet and in pain and in suffering. Okay? Real pain, real suffering. 
if they do come out with it and it starts becoming normalized and you start seeing universities and colleges having a galactic studies program of some sort and they take this stuff seriously and invite in Mr. Spock or whoever comes in down to, to share, visit our planet and talk to us on a regular basis, then it might be treated properly. It might be, they'll say, oh, oh, here's somebody who's been taken since they were five years old. Here's somebody over here who's uh, lost their family, lost their business because they got taken. Okay. And it's a, it's bigger than it. Dr. Mack knew about it. And the few therapists that have studied it that got laughed at by their profession know about it. They know the true pain. I wrote a pilot for a TV series called Touched. And I wrote, I, I, I wrote the script. I wrote, in fact, I, I wrote, outlined the entire first season. Okay. And I pitched it to producers in Hollywood. And they looked at me and said, oh, you should make the subject a comedy. I said, no, it's a one-hour drama. Well, this, it's got, it's a comical subject matter. These are kooks, nuts, and crackpots. I says, no, it's a real phenomena and it really hurts people. And this, the, the, these scripts that I wrote had the flavor of like that program, um, uh, Six Feet Under. I mean, it's real intellectual stuff that was going on. Right. Okay. And they laughed me, they laughed me off the pitch calls, you know, and, and that's, that's the shame of it. That's what we're up against. It's going to infect Hollywood. It's going to affect Hollywood. And Hollywood still has a major pull on it. Yeah, they do. They could change the view on this thing, but no, every time they make a movie anymore, it's you know, hell. Look at Disney. Disney used to be sweetness and cute bunnies and cute cartoons. These days they have the whole Star Wars universe and it's it's all these stormtroopers walking around with red suits with blasters, you know. I mean there's there's a deep there's a thing called Watigo, and it's this deep evil con. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's, it's one yeah, gift, but it's so, so many, many different, different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Consciousness that's in the mind stream, and that's we're seeing it on Disney. For God's sakes! So I'm sorry. I sorry. Sorry to be so damn passionate about it, but it, disclosure is going to impact our society in huge ways that nobody's ever dared to imagine. And back in the fifties, you were worried about well, what will people believe in? That's the least of our worries right now. It really is. Wow. Wow. Five minutes to go before we have to say goodnight to you. What do you think happens to people like Lou Elizondo, Chris Mellon, David Grush, if the Schumer Amendment is booted? 
They might boot it, but I don't think it'll be dead. I don't think this, the issue will be dead. I think, it, in fact, to be honest with you, I think the Republican Party, if they did boot it coming into election year, as popular as this topic matter is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill them. It's going to kill them at the, at the polls, especially if people vote their heart on this stuff, if it's that important to people. And I believe it is. Hmm. Okay, why do you believe it is? I used to help try and get people elected. Okay, and you had to have the right thing that people would get behind that you ran on. Okay, and uh, enough of these guys that have been, you know, like Burkhart. Okay, I would vote for the guy in a heartbeat. There's a couple of guys in the country that are running on the UFO ticket right now for Congress. Okay, yeah. There, there, there's a public sentiment to this. And as some some congressman said a couple of months ago, Jesus, this is getting more traffic in our offices than anything we've got. Of course it is. I used to get let as a journalist, both with my old column and with my current column. I get letters from people all the time, particularly elders, that have something to the flavor, I'm 85 years old and I want to know before I die if they're real. I get letters like that all the time. Okay, so with those letters that you were getting all the time, is there a resonance from the people, your sources, that are fighting behind the scenes to try and have a plan B if plan A fails? Because I was talking to a couple people today, Cheryl, about this, and the problem that they were fearful of is that there is no plan B. There will be there will be Monday morning. Think about that. <laughs> there's there's going to be some. The one thing you got to keep in mind. There are teams of lawyers that have formed up in the past year that have got serious money behind them. Yeah. That are, are going to use legal arguments, court arguments that type of thing to push disclosure from a legal standpoint. And we're not talking just, you know, Joe ambulance chaser down here. I met some people at contact and doesn't pretty high powered people. And they were recruiting young lawyers who were there at the conference to come and join them. And there was some serious money behind it. Is that Peter Thiel? So, Pardon me? Is that Peter Thiel? Or is that governmental uh, I, money? No, 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 no. There's private money supporting the effort for disclosure. A lot of it. I don't know how deep it goes. All I know is I know two lawyers that have been invited into it, and they are serious about going after this at, at the legal level and at the courts, courts level. Oh my! Just just going on what some of these people, the whistleblowers, have been saying about lack of integrity, integrity in the government. What else have you been lying to us about? That kind of flavor, okay? But so there's some serious money there. So if there's not a Plan B right now, there will be this later this week, especially when people start coming back from th- Thanksgiving vacation. Okay, I, I I have to 
end this with asking you, if you wouldn't mind, to share all of your contacts where our listeners can get a hold of you, pick up your books, etc. Because, well, we need to plug you. We just do. Okay. If you want my books, there's one for every single state in the union. Go on to Amazon. Go to the book search on Amazon. Say Costa UFO. You'll see all 53 books we've got there. We've got 50 books, one for every state of the union. Okay. And we have summary books, that type of thing. That's it. You go to Amazon, do Costa UFO. You'll see all our books. Just look up your book by the state. It's something like uh, UFOs in Wisconsin and where to find them. UFOs in Iowa. They're all named the same thing, just a different state name. Okay. And it goes right down to the zip code and village level, the data does. Okay. And if you're. Don't give us a negative review because your town wasn't in there because nobody reported your UFO sighting. Now, the last thing, if you want to contact me, go read the Roswell Daily Record Sunday opinion piece. I'm in there. My email address is on the end of all my articles. Love you, Sheriff Casa. Thank you. Space Out Radio's Hour 3 is next. You were amazing as per usual. Okay, I'm going to put the address in the in the in the room. Yeah, too, please here, do, so. please do. So, thank you, Cheryl, for being amazing. Okay, anytime. And one uh, of your guys, uh, after hours guys, reached out to me. Yeah, Rob, he wants to get you on. Okay. Yeah, he he's a good dude. You'll like him. Well, he's really late though, isn't he? Uh, same time. Oh, it is? Yeah. Different night of the week? Just oh, Saturday, okay. Sunday. I was worried it was going to be like 3 o'clock in the no, morning. No, 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 no. All right, my dear. I'm going to let you go. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you. You take care, okay? You too. We'll talk soon. As always. Bye. Bye-bye now. All right. I'm going to take a quick break here. Courtney Marcusani is up next. Her hair is looking great. Yeah. I'll be right back. Hey, badass Billy Gunn, how you doing?
Alright. I am back. Live chat will be open this weekend. Even though we're going to play a couple of replay shows. And we're likely going to do the same thing over Christmas as well. Sorry, I have an itchy back. So I'm scratching my back. Greatest invention ever, the bear claw. (laughs) Pink Volo and Neil Warden, how you guys doing? I will be back on Monday with Lon Strickler. Lon Strickler. Got a good week next week. Lon Strickler, Michael Schratt, Lorian Fenton, Varla Ventura, and R. Keith Andrews. Good week of woo, man. Ooh, Penny Van scratching her back, too, with a back scratcher. Very nice. You know, here the weather gets so dry. It's like really dry. Thank you tonight to Thomas, Jeremy, Lara, and W. Decker for the great super chats. Hi, Brian Dodd. Who cares? And um, nobody here. That means nothing. And uh, yeah. Let's uh, get ready for the next hour here. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Here we go with the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. We're going to stick with the UFOs here momentarily my name is dave scott very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call earth hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around north america digitally on odyssey radio talk stream live at kpnl all of our archives are free join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio do me the favor hit that subscribe button The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Falanook. Falanook is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read the Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. It is that time of the night where we say hello to Steve Stockton from Among the Missing for another creepy story. Hello, friends. Welcome to Among the Missing YouTube channel on Spaced Out Radio. I'm Steve Stockton, and I'm about to take you on an unbelievable journey of people just like you. Their stories and encounters will haunt us on Among the Missing. There's a captivating story among the Paiute Indians in Death Valley. 
about an underground world called Shinava. According to the legend, a Paiute chief lost his wife and went on a journey to find her in the realm of the dead. After overcoming many obstacles, he arrived at a spacious natural amphitheater where he was reunited with his beloved. Unfortunately, their story ends tragically, similar to the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice, and he loses her once again. There are rumors about an underground cave and catacomb system found beneath Death Valley, which is believed to have been built by an ancient civilization. In the 1920s, a trapper named White stumbled upon underground rooms and tunnels while exploring an old mine. He discovered several human mummies dressed in leather and surrounded by precious items. A Paiute trapper and guide, Tom Wilson shared a story about his grandfather's discovery, similar to White's. Despite their efforts, they were still searching for the caves. In 1931, while on a mining expedition, Dr. F. Bruce Russell and Dr. Daniel S. Bovey stumbled upon underground caverns. To their surprise, they discovered three mummified giants, each standing eight to nine feet tall and dressed in leather. The caverns were decorated with carvings and artifacts that resembled those from ancient Egypt. Sadly, the exact location of the caves was lost, and Russell and Bowie disappeared after their initial discovery. In 1932, Bork Lee wrote Death Valley Men, telling the story of Jack and Bill, who accidentally stumbled upon the tunnels. They had fallen through an abandoned mine shaft and found mummies and treasures like others before them. There have been reports of individuals who have discovered tunnels in Death Valley but could not locate them again and went missing. In 1947, Howard E. Hill shared an intriguing story about Dr. F. Bruce Russell, a retired physician from Cincinnati, Ohio, at the Los Angeles Transportation Club. While conducting archaeological excavations in Mexico a few years prior, Dr. Russell accidentally discovered a complex network of tunnels buried beneath Death Valley with his colleague, Dr. Daniel S. Bovee. It has been reported that Russell relocated to the western region to improve his health and explore potential mining opportunities. Regrettably, while excavating a shaft for his mining venture, he fell into a cave due to soil collapse. Surprisingly, he discovered a maze of tunnels that led in various directions. Russell and Bowie discovered the well-preserved remains of three giants standing at a height of eight to nine feet in a cavern. The giants were adorned in what appeared to be a gray-dyed, sheepskin-like material of unknown origin. The room was decorated with artifacts resembling Egyptian and Native American designs, and the walls were made of polished granite with hieroglyphics etched into them. During their exploration, the adventurers came across what they believed to be the burial site of the tribal chiefs. Further investigation led them to stumble upon an ancient ritual hall where they discovered numerous artifacts, markings, and well-preserved remains of extinct animals such as dinosaurs, elephants, and tigers. Later analysis determined that these bones likely belonged to prehistoric creatures such as saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths. Russell reportedly told Hill that what they had found was only the beginning. They uncovered evidence of 32 tunnels across 180 square miles in Death Valley and parts of southern Nevada. Despite this, their claims were met with skepticism from professional archaeologists due to the significant time gap between the existence of dinosaurs and saber-toothed tigers. As a result, the scientific community showed little interest in pursuing the matter. However, Dr. Russell and a team of investors established Amazing Explorations Incorporated to manage the disclosure and financial opportunities linked to the discovery. Strangely, Russell disappeared while trying to find a location to show his friends in the desert. Despite months of searching, no leads were found until his car was located in a remote area of Death Valley. Although the car's radiator was damaged, 
his suitcase was found. Additionally, Dr. Bovey, who was also involved in the case, also vanished, making the situation even more perplexing. Thank you to Steve Stockton from Among the Missing for another great night of radio as he kicks off Hour 3 of Spaced Out Radio each and every Monday through Friday night. You want more? Just head on over to youtube.com forward slash Among the Missing and Steve has great stories there for you. From the mysterious to the UFOs, here's the UFO report. Courtney Marcassani is with us with the latest news. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Courtney, it's a busy, busy night here on Spaced Out Radio. Cheryl Costa coming in, and we were just getting that breaking news about the idea that the Schumer Amendment is going to die on the floor before it ever hits. Now, the funny part about it is you and I just talked about this, and I had said to you, I don't think it's going through. I don't think they're going to let it go through, and you were pretty much in agreement. Well, here we are. How shocked are you about this latest news? Well, I didn't say this on our last news breakdown, but, you know, one of the reasons why David Grush, you know, came out and started talking is to support this bill, right? To give it legs, to give it credibility, to give to give it movement forward. And you, what you're seeing now, and I've, I've been really surprised by this up until now. I mean, now it's going to start happening, but I've been really surprised how bipartisan this whole thing has been, you know, with the hearing and the witnesses, it hasn't gotten ugly between the two parties. And now we're going to start to see it get ugly, just like we've seen other hot button issues get ugly. So it's going to start happening now because you just saw, you know, in this latest article by the Liberation Times that, you know, these... <clears throat> these old guard Republicans are starting to get together over the break during the holidays and they're calling one another and they're, they're saying we can't let this pass. So they're not going to let it. They can help it. What is the fear of letting it pass? The money connected to the contractors, the money, because that's one of the reasons why Grush came out and named Lockheed Martin recently in the Joe Rogan interview. If you can look at what's happening now he was basically giving everybody a heads up. Lockheed Martin is behind this. They don't want to let go of the technology. They don't want to let go of any metamaterials that they have. They don't want it to go public. And they also don't want any reprisal. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's one gift, but it's so so many many different different things. things. 
Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. From the public, when people find out how much money was given to them to back engineer the craft. So it's it's being pushed by private contractors, being put, put down, the bill is, because they don't want it to come out. They don't want the public to know. Man, I mean, you think of all that and you look at all these these trillions of dollars that just seem to vanish. You know, like the government every year can't find trillions of taxpayer dollars that's just written off the books. And they write it off just like you or I would losing a $10 bill that was on the kitchen table. But, you know, the cat knocked it off and now it's gone. Well, there's a famous accounting that came out. Um, I think it was Rumsfeld that came out and said that there was an a, uh, accounting report. It was a general accounting report and that they were missing 10 uh, trillion. I think it was 10 trillion. And that was back in right before 9-11 happened. They said, we don't know where this money is. And so, <clears throat> you know, it happens frequently. I think that's one of the large impetuses behind this House Oversight Committee is to get into the Pentagon and look at that budget. Tim Burchett pretty much has said that, that he keeps finding errors and keeps finding missing money in that budget. And he said that in the hearing, you know, when all these different people testified. So that's part of the big push why they're trying to get the release of disclosure. They want to find out about the money. It's a huge reason. Yeah, I, and the money is huge. And as we we talked about with with uh, Cheryl Costa, this is a new business, and it's going to be an instant trillion-dollar business, okay, if if disclosure right. happens and if everything well, goes on. You know? That was why the Soul Foundation had their, um, you know, had their symposium over the weekend last weekend is because they want to invite people in to start talking about technology and start talking about UAP detection um, software and analytics and AI and all these different kinds of uh, technology on the spectrum. And that's going to take money. That's going to take money to give new individuals a chance at trying this uh, and a chance at getting money and funding. So yeah, it's going to be huge. That's why they're developing that think tank is to provide, you know, future directions forward with science and technology in UAP in the UAP field. So, yeah, it is huge. And, you know, Lockheed Martin and Raytheon and these guys have had a corner on the market secret no bid contracts for so long. They don't want to give that up. They don't want to give it up. So it's going to be, um, you know, a fight. And the Republicans who are being supported by those contractors and those companies, it's going to be really clear and obvious what they're doing because they're basically being supported by private industries to vote against the NDAA. Yeah. I mean, I think this is oh, a, weaken, it. weaken it, substantially weaken it. What does this do in your opinion to the Republican party? Because you have these old school members who've been around since the dawn of time who are shooting this down you have the newer generation who is very abrupt about this topic and wanting to bring transparency and disclosure forward. To me, if I'm a Republican down there, I'm sitting here saying, what's with my party? Why is it so divided? 
It's so interesting because, you know, Tim Burchett is a card-carrying Republican, and he is very Republican on a number of other issues outside of this issue, but he's tried to keep this issue particularly bipartisan and moving forward. And I respect him for that because he hasn't gotten into partisanship. But we've had so much partisanship on other issues that have just been crazy. And the fact that they just brought Mitch McConnell in is bad news. It's bad news because he's so powerful. He's he's been through multiple administrations. He's a longstanding, longstanding Republican that still holds a lot of weight and power. Now, his health has been failing and he's been in the public and he's had these episodes where we've seen on public TV that he kind of phases in and phases out his his own like attention span. So something's going on with him. I don't know how long he's going to be able to hold up and be in office still because of his health, that might um, be a a deal breaker as the NDA stuff moves forward, his power might wane. But I do think that, you know, it's more than just him and others are going to come to bat and go against it. And so I think you're going to see a clash of Titans between the two parties, because this goes beyond partisanship. That's what everybody keeps saying. This goes beyond, you know, Republican and Democrat issues. And so I hope that maintains that um, that higher truth maintains through this process, but it was inevitable. That's why you and I both said in the last one that it's going to be really difficult and we're not really feeling very positive about it because you know it's inevitable that the partisan politics are going to get involved and the money is going to, the money is going to be an issue. All that contracting money is going to make it damn near impossible for this to get passed. So it's going to remain other people who are more neutral and moderate who want this to get passed, to push it forward and not get into the partisanship. And that's going to be hard. Damn near impossible. And that's the one thing that really kind of gets me about this is, is so far up to this date, this has been an extremely bipartisan topic. And it's one of the only topics we've seen unilaterally, both Democrats and, and Republicans come together and say, what is going on in our airspace? We need to protect America here if necessary. And what are right. these UAPs doing? Okay. And and I agree with that. But to all of a sudden see this Transparency Act wiped out, does it go beyond partisanship when it comes to people like Mike Turner, <laughs> who are literally out there, Courtney, you know, talking down to a decorated veteran like David Grush, calling him a drunk and that he'd never seen anything with his own eyes and and uh, right. really uh, trying to dissuade anybody from paying attention to him. In the meantime, he's standing behind or behind him is uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Right. You know, which is. So you have to think about that. That's where that's where they're going to throw out the um, this new dynamic that hasn't been as um, forward is going to be the other countries that we're going to be giving information to. That's what they're going to use. That's what the Mike Turners are going to use to argue against the NDAA is to say that Russia and China have this technology or they're getting close with it. And if we don't, it could be argued two ways, right? They're going to say that if we give up the goods, then they're going to know and their competitive edge might overtake ours in supremacy and air dominance. The other thing that um, people are arguing against with Russia or China is that we should be the ones to disclose. The U.S. should be the ones to lead that because if we don't and they do, 
that would turn public interest away from America having this technology and this knowledge and look towards other countries that are going to be more willing to disclose, right? So it's a multi-layered, complex issue. And the other thing about <clears throat> the disgusting way that Mike Turner is going against one of our own veterans in the U.S. is because he knows that he has credibility and integrity and that he knows he's behind the bill. And so what do they do when they want to cut the legs off of something? They do a smear tactic, right? A personal smear tactic. And you've seen this. We've talked about this since the hearing, how they tried to besmirch him and how they, you know, took this period when he was experiencing PTSD symptoms and used it against him to make him have less credibility. But the point is he did keep his security clearances through that time period. And then now he has lost it. So there is definitely games being played and people just need to keep their eye on the ball. We basically have like 30 days, you know, before, before Christmas to push this. And so people really need to push it. You're talking about two people, Mike Rogers and Mike Turner coming out who are chairman of their committees, the armed services committee and the intelligence committee. So they're powerful, powerful people wanting to go against this. I'm still shocked that there is that much division within the Republican Party regarding this topic. You know, the the younger generation versus that older generation. And, you know, I mean, Republicans love money. They love money more than they do God. Okay, and the fact that they are turning their backs on a trillion-plus-dollar business where they're literally going to rip the teeth out of this this security amendment in the NDAA, I just I can't fathom that. I can't fathom them not wanting to, to create revenue off of this. I mean, it, it gives everybody a little bit of a kick in the head. You know, the disclosure for dollars crowd, the UFO crowd, I mean, this was a wind out of our sails if it if it's true and it does go through where the amendment is asked to be changed and extremely ratified to the point where it'll have no teeth. Well, what you're saying is absolutely on point that Republicans are about privatization, privatization and, um, you know, economic surplus and, you know, all of that. That's all true. But I think when it comes to the UAP issue, they are rallying around this because of the secrecy. And once the secrecy is broken, there will be amnesty that has to be given. And there'll have to be a process. And I think that's what they're really scared about. They're scared about convictions. They're scared about... Um, old um, old issues coming back to haunt them. And so that's another part of it. It's not just the money. They're worried about lawsuits. So it is money, but it's a different type of um, axe to grind that people are going to come against the Republican Party. Mm. So they're trying to protect their own party for that reason as well. It's a double-edged sword, I think. That is tough. That is tough in order to try and, you know, get things going and, and get things moving forward again. Do you think, with two minutes to go here, we may have to carry this over, do you think that they are doing this because they are getting pressure from the private corporations like Raytheon and and, and Lockheed Martin? 
Do you? Yes, think- hands down. Yes, I mean, I think it was uh, I think it was Turner that was connected with three contractors: Lockheed, Raytheon, and Boeing. All three of them gave money to his campaign. So the answer is yes, absolutely. Okay, so if if it's these private companies that are that are driving this this anti UFO game plan, why do you think they do that? Is it because they want the technology for themselves, or they're scared to get called to Congress and say, literally, we don't know what the hell is going on? What's more both. embarrassing? They, both. They don't want to give up the technology because that would be part where the eminent domain comes in and the U.S. government will then say, oh, boop, this is ours. This is our technology, right? This isn't yours, Lockheed. That would probably come as part of that. And they want to protect that technology and metamaterials or whatever it is that they have, the whole craft, right? They don't want to lose their um, they don't want to lose their patents. They don't want to lose any of that. And so I don't know that part of the reconciliation process would be something to fear for Lockheed to fear that they will lose control of over over all that if secrecy is you know broken. And then the other part is certainly the money, the IRAD money. How much money did they get? How much is the AG going to report that? The accounting office going to report how much? I mean, that would be another part of this that they're afraid about where the contractors wouldn't want to reveal how much money they got over competitors. Just no bid. This money was handed over to them without anyone else. That'll also promote huge lawsuits against antitrust and other things. So I think that's why they're so afraid. I think that's why they're rallying around uh, gutting the bill. Well, Courtney, I'm going to get you to hold on right there because we are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. We will be back with more of Courtney Marcassani here on Spaced Out Radio with the UFO Report. Disclosure for dollars. It's hard to believe that that's what it comes down to. As we continue the UFO report, we'll get reaction for Courtney and what her sources are saying about the Schumer Amendment potentially going and flying off into the sunset just like a UFO. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. Damn, you're on fire tonight. Didn't we just say this, that we weren't feeling positive about the bill? And then the article comes up that's like, you know, they're all together over the holidays and they've been talking with one another and they've decided to be together and yeah. go against it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I hope to get down to D.C. in the next kind of coming weeks and start helping out. So hopefully we can get people in the room. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have to. We have to put pressure on them. Well, let's see if it actually works. I think it's worth a try. I think it's worth getting down there. I think it's worth saying these are the stakes. I mean, we're talking about a conflict. (laughs) You're talking about people all around the country that want to hear about this issue that's been in secrecy for 70 years. And if they block it for money, for reasons about money, 
that is not going to play well with the American public. I don't care which side you're on, Democratic or Republican. People are going to be upset, really upset. And so it just shows you how powerful um, some of these contractors are. Yeah. And the power of the military industrial complex. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're huge. They're just, they're so huge. They don't want it out. They don't even want to admit there's UAP or UFO. They don't even want to admit that still in the Air Force. That's part of line in the Air Force. Right. Nope. It's just balloons. <laughs> it's just swamp gas. It's always just swamp gas, right? Yeah. It's both. It's, I can't say the BS word, but it's, you know what? It's, it's cow pucky. It's manure. <laughs> I'm on the farm, so I can say manure. Manure. It's poop. It's manure. It's poop. Yeah. Caca, as my friend likes to say. <laughs> as my Costa Rican friend likes to say. Caca. Oh, my. How did Cheryl's segment go? You guys talked awesome. about the amendment? Yeah, we had a totally different show planned. And then, you know, I'm reading up on this all evening. And I'm like, Cheryl, we yeah. got to change. And, you know, just like the pro that she is and the journalist that she is, she fully understood. And we just took off with it. She switched gears. Yep. That's good. Hopefully she's working on the issue as well. Well, the funny part about it is she just submitted her her uh, article to the Roswell Daily News about, you know, the the uh, the amendment, and now it's she's got to rewrite it. Yeah, yeah, because the holidays happened, and all these guys got together, the good old boys, and they started calling each other <clears throat> and saying, "Hey, why don't we weaken this?" It's time yeah. to time to get it. I agree. I agree. We got about uh, 90 seconds. Well, I do have, I put in some requests to have some meetings before Thanksgiving. So hopefully I get some responses about that. I hope so. Yeah, because, you know, you have these really important committees, you know, like the House Oversight Committee, they have a lot of power. Armed Services Intelligence, they have a lot of power. So these committees, you see these committees kind of going up against one another before the end of the year, you know, before the bill passes. So it's par for the course. We just need to, we just need to support the people that are supporting the bill. Well, we're going to get into that here momentarily because we just have to. We have to. It's the way it is. Yeah, it's the way it is. If you're in the field of UFO stuff, it gets political eventually. So you kind of have to get your mm-hmm. your feet, you know, in it, in the muck. You don't want to. Well, nobody wants to, and that's part of the problem, you know. People are willing to maybe write a senator, they're willing to write their local person as a constituent, but you know, you really have to you really have to get strategic in times like this if you have any political experience. So when we have a lot of good people on our side too that are pushing this. 
That Remember when Gary Nolan talked about um, Gallagher and he brought Gallagher out? Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that Gallagher was helping working on the NDAA and now he's coming out to support it. So a lot of the stuff that's been going behind the scenes, people just didn't realize it. And now you can start to make the connections who was working what when. Remember he he testified hold, hold or he was there, right there when. Hun. Hold on right there. Go ahead. Final half hour of tonight's show. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Reminder to all of you that if you miss portions of this show or others, you can check out our archives for free by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Just do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And you can join us on Patreon and the SOR Space Travelers Club. Let's get right to it. Courtney Marcassani and the UFO <coughs> Report as we continue on here, wondering what the hell is going on and why the Republicans are so divided on this entire story. Courtney, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Well, remember, we were just talking about this. Many people might not remember this, but the NDAA was being crafted, you know, at least a year to two years ago. And one of the people that did support it was Gallagher. He was one of the new guys on the scene. And um, then we find out Gary Nolan brought Gallagher into this. And Gallagher was one of the people that asked about the Wilson documents. Remember in that hearing? Yes. Like a year ago. And that was a bombshell thing for people that were in the community because here you have Gallagher asking about the Wilson Doc. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so so many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. And that opened um, that opened a whole can of worms. And so, of course, they were like, no, we haven't seen this. We haven't we haven't come across this as evidence, but it brought it in as evidence that entered it into evidence to help shape the NDAA. So this is a very long play that people have been working on and they're not going to give up on it because a lot of time and energy and blood, sweat and tears have been invested in this. So there is going to be a response by the other side who wants this to get passed because they want, they want discovery about this. They want to go through a discovery process for the public. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I mean, the idea though, that, that this is going to potentially rip the teeth out of their sockets 
and any bite this may have. What changes have you heard over the last 24 hours that might be coming to this bill, if any? Well, it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly negative. I mean, it's mostly what, you know, everybody's been hearing is that, you know, not to lose heart, that this doesn't, this isn't the end of it. This is just um, one of the bad cinches in the armor that we need to break through because they're basically rallying up against it. And um, the other thing that I have heard from multiple sources is that we need to have um, a game plan. We need to establish another game plan. If the NDAA doesn't go through, it's going to be devastating for everybody because everybody's counting on it. And even the people that shaped this and the Schumer Amendment, they all are hoping and predicting that it's going to go through. But if it doesn't, we have to have a backup plan. And so I talked with you about that the other day and said, we need to have a backup plan in case this doesn't go through. I mean, that's what I was saying that might happen. And that will be devastating for people, but we can't let that shock of it not going through affect us moving forward with something else. Nope. We have to get strategic. What would that backup plan look like if all the cards have been put into this basket of the Schumer Amendment being passed? Well, we've seen in the history in the United States that these types of conspiracies and cover-ups and covert programs do not get brought out into the light unless there is a witness testifying and usually evidence, right? You got Watergate, you got the tapes. You got the Pentagon Papers, Daniel Ellsberg took the papers out, right? And so we need to get evidence that will break through this and beyond a shadow of a doubt, prove that UFO programs exist. And so I told you this privately in the call the other night, but and I know he doesn't want to hear it, but I think it's going to be somebody, and maybe not him personally, maybe not him, but maybe somebody else like him. We need somebody like Lou Elizondo to come back out and, you know, give Grush more legs like this amendment would have given Grush, you know, the support for this amendment to pass. We need somebody like Lou Elizondo to come back out and show the public that this is absolutely real, give us evidence, and then force it, force it, so that they can't, you know, be at loggerheads and use um, the contracts and the secrecy and not giving amnesty to people who broke the law and criminal behavior. I think that's what it's going to take, honestly. And I know that sounds pretty radical, but the past has proven us. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think you're right as well. And I think that that going forward, there's going to be a lot of distrust now on both sides. Because if I'm a Democrat right now looking at this entire thing, I'm I'm on the phone with my fellow Republicans and saying, what the hell is going on here? We had this. We want this to happen. You guys want us to happen. And all of these centurions are, are now trying to, to kibosh our hard work. I mean, that's insultive. Yeah, and there's also this division, right? There's some surf turfing and there's division between, you know, what was the UAP task force, right? And now Arrow. And the witness is talking about how evidence was brought to Arrow and Arrow was saying it never was. And so there's these discrepancies, right, between what was testified to in a hearing and then what the head of Arrow was actually saying. So there's that part of it, that there's some um, heated, contested debate going on between the two organizations the government actually did establish 
for all this discovery process already. So it's going to take somebody like a um, James Lukatsky coming out and saying, I was in the craft or this is the program or leaking, you know, more documentation to show that this is absolutely real. Because as you've said, the other side of this argument and what Mike Turner is saying, well, David Grush never saw uh, you know, a craft. He was never in something. And this is all just intelligence and it could all just be BS. So that's their argument. And that fuels the other side of the debate to say, oh, this is all just hearsay. Well, it's not. He saw programs. He saw the the biologics and where they are and has pointed out where they are. And so there's so much obfuscation that it's trying to make it seem like it's all a hoax on the other side, that the testimony is a hoax. So if I'm a Democrat, I am definitely on the phone. You know, if I'm somebody like Gillibrand who's worked to ha- establish Arrow, I'm going to try to get people on the phone supporting this NDA and the Schumer, Schumer Amendment going through, wouldn't you? There's well, a lot at stake. I would, but I mean, look, we know they were closing the transparency door long ago before we even got close to what what happened today. I mean, this is just something that that is right off the rocker. You know, what does this do to the UFO community. I mean, I, I'm reading Twitter today. People are losing it. They are so upset with the the potential cancellation of this all, and these guys just don't care. They don't care at all. They, You can tell it's all about them and gaining votes from their area. And when you give up secret studies, you lose budget. Let's face it. They're going to, the UFO community is going to rise up and there will be a reckoning, no doubt about it. The other part of this that I think is so telling is the power structure in the United States. People with power and money hold the keys to the doors. They're the gatekeepers. These are the ones now who are going to come out in this this debate against the NDAA and reveal themselves and what side they're on. And so we've already seen... And I hate to say this, but you've already seen politics shot, right? Because of crazy, crazy behavior and people off their, you know, off their rocker, shooting people, shooting, shooting people in their um, softball games and other things and at airports. I mean, we have a track record of it here in the America, people just losing it. And so that is a very serious issue that they need to be concerned about. And so the power structure is so overwhelming on this issue that people, you know, can't even touch it with through diplomacy or through grassroots. So it's going to require a sea change. And I think that we're going to have to have another witness come out with more evidence. That's what just my personal opinion in order to support more transparency, because then that'll say, okay, you absolutely can't put this genie back in the bottle. Right now with Grush, they're, they're putting it back in the bottle and saying, He's, you know, not credible. He's got issues. They're using their smear tactics. It's kind of working a little bit. But he has a lot of people around him supporting them. him, and this has been going on for a long time. But the power structures that be is just so overwhelming. And these people live in ivory towers. They're not in touch with the UFO community. They don't have to worry, you know, about what people think in the UFO community, their opinions. But there is a crazy factor to this that they need to be concerned about. What's that? It's the people that are going to be so um, broken by this that they do something violent. That's a real issue. Lou has talked about that as well. Lou Elizondo has talked about the UFO community and the part that goes unhinged. 
Yes. So if I if I'm one of those people that's defending this, I would be concerned about that, about violence. Yes. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. That's for sure. Okay. Do you think then that there is some sort of invisible college calling the shots with this? Oh, her. We know that they've been working for a long time. They're more out now. Um, we know that Gary Nolan was involved in with the Schumer Amendment and writing it for the last two years. So he was in the Invisible College, right? When um, Diana Pasolka's book came out, he was one of the characters. Jacques Vallée. Now um, David Grush has said that he was involved with it. And they've developed this Soul Foundation. And so the Invisible College is still there, but it's coming more transparent. They're letting themselves be known. But is there a group of hidden, hidden individuals calling the shots? Yes, and they have them on both sides. I mean, they have them on the side that's pro-disclosure, and we have them on the other side that's that's not for disclosure. So you have Invisible College still pulling the strings. Hmm. You can figure out who they are if you, you know, pay attention long enough in the community and see who's working on it. And now that we know that they were establishing this and writing this law two years ago, wow, that's a lot of dedication and, and commitment and being an invisible college member to now have this come out in the public and have it possibly not get passed. Very true. Think about the time involved with this as an invisible college member, just for doing it for the greater good and for, you know, the society and for disclosure and for the UFO community too. So I imagine they're, um, I remember, I imagine they're real disheartened right now, but I also know that they probably expected this too at the last minute. They need to get it in front of the president. That's what needs to happen. So we all need to push for it. Is this a president that can handle this topic? I think that if it means he's going to get reelected, he's absolutely going to make this a campaign issue. That's what I think. That's just my opinion. But I don't think that he, if he feels like he can get reelected with this, he's going to make it a campaign issue and be popular. Otherwise, he loses because he's unpopular right now. What better, what better thing? I mean, I've always said that about other presidents, too. If they would just make the UFO issue part of their campaign issue, they would get elected. They would get reelected. And you heard David Grush say on his interview with Joe Rogan that one other president was like, we can't even make this an issue to bring it out at all because of the contractor money relationship issue. And that's why that they, they didn't disclose anything. So I think if you take the other tack and you make it a campaign issue, you get reelected. But that's just, you know, that's just me. That's just my own strategy. That's what I would do if I was a president. Okay. Any fallout from <laughs> David Grush talking about Lockheed Martin. <laughs> What's that about Lockheed Martin? Can you say that again? Okay. Is there any fallout of David Grush mentioning Lockheed Martin? This is the fallout. This is the fallout because he said Lockheed Martin is one of the groups that got the money and is blockading it. This is the response of them saying, okay, well, now we're going to weaken your bill. And now we're going to make it possible that you don't get discovery on these issues or you don't even get to talk about these issues going forward in your Schumer Amendment. So, yeah, it's a direct result. I don't know how you could read it any other way. Okay. But that happened awfully quick. Usually things don't move that fast. I mean, two days? That's it? 
That's how fast it's moving now. That's why there's so much confusion. I had, after I came back from the Soul Foundation, I had con calls all day long, all day long from people wanting to know because there's so much confusion going on right now with the bill, with who supports it, with what the Soul Foundation's doing, the way things are moving. People are really confused. And it's because things are moving so fast. There's no time to digest and process what's going on. You have to be really fast right now. Right. Okay. And and the fact that this is moving it every single day, how does this affect 2024 where we're supposed to be having one of the biggest years in ufology history? Well, it's going to be interesting because one of the there's been multiple sources, including Grush himself, in one interview before the Soul Foundation even happened, that said there's going to be a big inciting incident that happens in 2024 that creates a cascade for disclosure and the government can do nothing about it. So that's one thing that's been said, which I think that must be NHI itself leading that leading that course of action. And somehow they either know about it through remote viewers or it's through other predictions that have happened through other experiencers and they're validating that now. Um, I don't think that NHI is going to come down itself and reveal itself, but I think it's going to be something along that lines is going to force disclosure. Then there's also the other countries, right, that have craft and have back engineered craft themselves that's also a competing interest that might be leading that 2000 well not let russia or china come out with it right you kind of broke up there for well two seconds so um okay you mentioned china and russia see i don't think there are are really a a threat considering we are supposed to be 90 years ahead of where we were back in 1956-57, developing the SR-71 Blackbird. So, I mean, there's a lot going on with this uh, at this time. I want to change subjects here quickly, though, because I want to get into transparency again. All right? You know, all of these politicians were all about getting the transparency out. And, yes, they were taking it step by step by step, but we were expecting more. Does this shut down any further hearings? Does it shut down any more transparency talk? Well, that's what the DOD wants. That's what they said. There will be no more hearings because it, it jeopardizes the Department of Defense. And when they're saying that, it's because of that issue. It's because of competing um, technologies that Russia and China, maybe Korea might have, North Korea. I mean, maybe. They don't want to have more hearings because they don't want to. They don't want to give away um, what we have and make that competitive edge even um, smaller that we have over them. So I think that is part of the issue of why they don't want any more hearings. But I think that one of the things around transparency that is creating this sea change is the, there are a lot more people that want it that want transparency than people who don't. And so I think now we're hitting a critical mass where more and more people are validating people like Rush and people like Lou Elizondo. He's been mentioned many times since this, you know, broke in 2017. That's what led this beginning sea change. So I think that in order to have more in transparency, we have to have somebody who has 
um, a lot of experience in the programs come out and validate it. It's got to be, like I said, somebody like a Jim Lekatsky or somebody like Lou Elizondo. One of the right. other whistleblowers has to come out now right? and support. This. Is it going to be a name we know? No, I don't think it would be a name we know. I think it's somebody who's probably worked in the compartmentalized projects. It would be somebody that the people in the UAP task force know. It would be somebody that Jay Stratton knows but maybe not somebody that we know. Hmm. Not yet. <laughs> not George Knapp. <laughs> <laughs> we got two minutes to go here. Overall, what does this change in potential amendment mean to you and your research? Well, I think that the um, eminent domain is the thing that has been used many times before in the U.S., and I think that that's the thing that stands out to me that's the most threatening. That's the thing that's the most threatening is the U.S. government wants to come back and reclaim that technology, and that's one of the biggest barriers. That's what it means to me. I can see that. I can I can totally see that regarding where this needs to go. Courtney, 90 seconds left. How do we revive this? How do you get the bipartisan politicians to come together and kind of swat these people and say, look, you're making a major mistake here? It's not just grassroots, right? Because grassroots is great and you can call your local senator. You can be a constituent. This has to come at another level. Like them bringing in somebody like Mitch McConnell, we need to bring in somebody on the other side who's willing to stand up the amendment, who has a lot of power. I don't know who that's going to be yet, but that's who we need to target and get that person on the scene and really push for that before the end of the year. Yeah, that's what has to happen. All we in. need a power broker to come in who's you know more neutral towards pan- transparency and certainly positive for it and put down Mitch McConnell. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that yes. poor guy. That poor guy. We just made a little bit of a fun with him uh, last hour regarding him and his uh, <laughs> strange. I mean, I'm I'm strange. trying to be gentle. I'm trying to be gentle. Yeah. I don't think you can I have in feelings. that case. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> what a week it's been with you uh, tonight. And I want to say a big thank you for coming on Spaced Out Ready again, Courtney. We'll talk to you right after the weekend. And uh, yeah. very much appreciate you doing what you do, okay? Keep up the good work. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. It's always awesome. All right. We just got a few seconds. I want to say a big thank you to Cheryl Costa for changing on the fly and making one hell of a great radio show looking at UFOs, UAPs, and the latest from Washington, D.C. It was phenomenal. And we got to continue with that here coming on up on Spaced Out Radio through the weekend and through next week as well. I mean, wow. Power show of UFOs tonight, that is a dream. That is what we plan for. And that, my friends, is what we do. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at work, at home, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, X. 
and on Twitter, hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyrighted by Spaced Out Radio and SMR Media Adventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night, but soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so So many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com.